Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, we'll answer a listener question about why people fidget. Then you'll learn about the surprising role maps have played throughout history from special guests Justin Fornell and Emiliano Rupra. Let's map out some curiosity. We got a listener question from Brian who asks, why do humans have a natural tendency to fidget with objects? Do animals practice this behavior as well? Great question, Brian. There's no single reason scientists can point to for why people fidget, but they do have a few research-backed theories, and they all might be related. The first theory might be the one you'd assume. It's a way to stave off boredom or a lack of attention. One study found that students watching a lecture were less attentive over time, and that drop in attention coincided with an increase in fidgeting. Why? Well, scientists think fidgeting might actually help bring your attention back to the task at hand, as it did for study participants in 2009 who were allowed to doodle during a boring phone conversation. Another theory says that fidgeting reduces stress. Studies that put men in stressful situations have found that the ones who fidgeted more also experienced less stress. Weirdly, the same wasn't true for women, and actually men tend to fidget more than women overall. The final theory is the weirdest. It might keep your weight steady. We've talked before about non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT, which refers to the calories burned when you're going about your day. Fidgeting burns calories, and studies have demonstrated that people fidget more when they've been eating more calories. Your body wants to stay at the same weight, so it may turn up the squirm to compensate for eating more. As for animals, you've actually hit on a small but very real area of research, albeit one that's still in its early days. For example, there have been studies in mice that linked fidgeting, which they called things like excess muscle activity and uninstructed movements, to a higher calorie diet in one study and increased concentration in another. Japanese macaques are also known for what scientists call stone handling, where they take small stones and roll them around or rub them together or just hold them close. These primates actually teach each other to do this, and some researchers suggest that it may be a precursor to tool use. Whether that counts as fidgeting, though, is hard to say. Thanks for your question, Brian. If you have a question, send it in to podcast at curiosity.com. So the long story short is we don't know, but there are some theories. We know fidgeting does some things for us. As far as animals, it's just really hard to tell why an animal does anything. <laughs> you can't look inside their brains because we usually think of fidgeting as useless, as yeah. not, not going towards a goal. And so we don't know if an animal's doing that for a purpose. Makes sense. Today's episode is sponsored by Mova Globes, rotating globes powered by light. If you're new to this podcast, then you might not know that Cody and I both have Mova Globes, and we both think they're super cool. They're globes that rotate on their own using ambient light, and they're powered by these hidden magnets. The technology inside them is the first of its kind. There are no batteries or messy cords needed. Yeah, and our globes are totally different. I have a political world map on my globe, which shows every nation on Earth colored in with a combination of blue, green, and orange tones. And I have a globe of Mars, which uses satellite images from NASA. Elon Musk actually owns the same Mars globe that I have. No big deal. And there are 40 different designs, including world maps, outer space, and even famous works of art. Mova globes are a great conversation starter, and they make a great gift for the person who has everything. Please visit movaglobes.com slash curiosity and use coupon code curiosity, that's C-U-R-I-O-S-I-T-Y, for 15% off your purchase. That's 15% off. 
One more time, that's movaglobes.com slash curiosity, code curiosity. I'm telling you right now, you should care about maps. I don't know if you know this, but I am a huge fan of maps. On top of having a Mova globe in my living room, I have a satellite image map of the world on my bedroom wall, and it's literally two meters tall and three meters wide. Yeah, that's six by nine feet. I'm not going to try to convince you why maps are cool, though, because we have a couple guests who I think will be able to convince you pretty well on their own. Justin Fornell and Emiliano Rupra are the hosts of a brand new show on the Science Channel called Unexplained and Unexplored. And on the show, they use historical maps to explore, well, the unexplored. Here's Justin on the role maps have played throughout history and why, frankly, they're so awesome. Now, obviously, we're, you know, GPS is this this living map. It's this living, breathing map that is constantly changing and it's built strictly for the utmost inconvenience. But if we think about maps going back to the ancient world, we're looking at absolute luxury items. We're looking at works of art that would compare with some of the greatest paintings of the time. We're looking at also highly classified pieces of intelligence. Maps were weapons because not everybody had, you know, a very small select group had them. So it's it's just, it's the way we know maps today is, hey, we've all pretty much got the same information. <laughs> there might be a few countries that might be blurry on Google Maps, you know, uh, but overall it's like we all have all the information that our planet can offer. Going back to a lot of the, the stories that we're telling is when maps held information that the rest of the world were not privy to and, and were not able to get their hands on. And that's where you see things like where California being represented as an island. There, right. the, the understanding is not we don't have the satellites. You've got to go out there and physically account for what the cartographer is about to illustrate firsthand. And a lot of times these firsthand accounts were, you know, it might be four or five people who have gone there with the intention of recording it in terms of the bigger relation to to the shape of the earth. You know, so of course there's people, there's always people everywhere. But in terms of the maps we're looking at, a lot of the folks who were recording these stories might have gotten it from five sailors and four of those sailors might have been might have been dead wrong. Exactly. I mean, you know, maps, I think what we love about using maps is that they're like this snapshot of how people saw the world. You know, all of the biases, all of the perceptions and misperceptions mm-hmm. about the shape or geography or whatever bizarre notions they might have had about far off places were all integrated in these arts of work. It was up to the cartographer's kind of research and his perception to try to piece together the best kind of uh, understanding of what really lay only in his mind. And I think what we enjoy about maps is not only their ancient function. They're not these kind of dead pieces of paper. They're very much alive and maps continue to be incredibly important. Like Justin discussed, everybody uses GPS. But Justin and I really, and especially after the series, realized the importance of using maps because maps lead you to unexpected discoveries, unexpected places, and they continue to be important not only politically, socially, they are essentially like uh, the cultural zeitgeist. They explain to you what the conflicts are, where perceived borders are, uh, and they'll lead you to a way more interesting adventure uh, than your phone could possibly yeah. ever. And, and finally, I mean, the ancient maps are truly art. They're not only historical documents, top secret documents, yeah. but they're also, some of them are just incredibly gorgeous works of craftsmanship. So it's been a total privilege to sometimes work with the originals on the series. 
And, and just to build on kind of what we both were saying is, I think that certainly for a lot of folks, you know, especially in the kind of fast paced American culture, life just becomes about enduring for the sake of enduring. And passion and curiosity oftentimes get beat out of you because it's like you're just trying to maintain uh, the status quo in your own life. So you don't really have time to go out and be curious and engage and, and essentially explore. So why we want this to to entertain people more than anything, we want it to inspire people to do this on their own and and reclaim that sense of curiosity and reclaim that that enjoyment you had as, you know, even as a child to where you'd look at a map and just wonder what it was like out there. You know, it's like when you watch the way that we're interacting uh, with the world, it's like indulge and experience the world around you because it's everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So you can think of maps as art, as intelligence, as weapons even, in a way. And hopefully the next time you see an old map, you'll see more than just what's on them. Think about what it took to make them and what they were made to help people do. And maybe even just follow your curiosity and see where the map leads you. Again, explorers Justin Fornell and Emiliano Rupra are the hosts of Unexplained and Unexplored, which airs Sundays on the Science Channel. In the series premiere last weekend, they found evidence of a 16th century English ghost ship in the California desert. I'm serious. You never know where a map might take you. Before we wrap up, we want to let you know that this is your last chance to vote for Curiosity Daily in the 2019 Discover Pods Awards. We're a finalist for Best Technology and Science Podcast, which we're super excited about. And if you have a second this weekend, we would be really thankful if you'd vote for us to win. Voting closes on Monday, so please visit awards.discoverpods.com and find us in the category of Best Technology and Science Podcast. If you're currently listening to this podcast on your phone, then you could just do it right now. Again, that's awards.discoverpods.com. We'll also put a link in today's show notes. And thanks again. Okay, so what got us excited about today's episode? Well, knowing why we fidget is kind of cool, and knowing that we don't know why animals fidget kind of makes sense. So I actually put this question out on Twitter, and a bunch of scientists responded and said, actually, we're, we're studying that right now. And then someone else is like, I'm making an entire documentary podcast about this. And so if you keep your eyes out, I think a lot of research about animal fidgeting will come out pretty soon. Hashtag science Twitter rules. Oh my gosh, it's the best Twitter. We've been having a lot of fun on there lately with Alan Alda and with lots of other scientists. So follow at curiosity.com or you can find links to follow Ashley and me in the show notes of literally every episode of this podcast. Literally everyone. Yep. Also, I just really like it when Cody gets to talk about maps because <laughs> he's such a fan of maps. It's like his favorite thing. Uh, but yeah, it was cool to find out that throughout history, maps have been used as weapons and as art. I think you said during our conversation with Justin and Emiliano, something about my eyes lighting up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were you were stoked. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool to hear from. They're members of the Explorers Club and any member of any historical society that does research in the background of like stuff that we just take for granted is really cool. Maps as weapons. Right? Uh, anybody that's ever played one of the Sid Meier's Civilization video games knows how good it is to have a world map completed early in the game so you know where all the other civilizations are. I'm speaking a foreign language to you right now. Yeah, you I? lost me. Okay, well, <laughs> other people know what I'm talking about. Today's script writing was by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Additional script writing was by Cody Goff. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Have a great weekend and join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.